What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, December 7th, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 334. How the hell is everybody doing? Hope everybody had a good time in between shows. Thank you guys so much for listening to this installment of TVE, and also thank all of you Patreon subscribers. Uh, the last one was with Tim Dillon. We got more coming. Um because we know how to do it now. So uh, actually, you're probably going to get that today or tomorrow, the next one. And you're also going to get one with a very special guest, which I'm not going to mention. But for $3, you can check that out. Um, and I really appreciate you guys um, subscribing to that. Uh, it's been a crazy, uh, crazy day, crazy morning. A lot of things going on. It's a lot of things going on with the special today, guys. I can't say anything, but um, I'm in a really weird place with my comedy special. Um, I really am because all these things are happening that are out of my control. And there's like literally like four networks or platforms that are all either television networks or streaming network, all these different things. And, uh, that, you know, there's interest and they're going to be talking about it. And I'm just waiting to find out like, you know, where it's going to go and, and who's going to, all these different things. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm waiting for an NFL team to pick me up and this is like a draft. Um, but I want to do something different and, uh, I guess, who knows? Who knows? We, we will, uh, time will tell and we will know some things soon. Um, but uh, a lot of stuff to talk about on the show today. I, fi- I finally got my, uh, the unacceptables back. So I'll be able to read your guys' unacceptables. We have, looks like we have some new people, uh, unacceptables, a couple of the uh, regulars. So it's, uh, it's all good. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about sports. The, uh, the correction that the New York football giants made, which is definitely something that we're going to talk about. Um, my unacceptable, something that I saw in the streets, which kind of opened my eyes a little bit, to be honest. Um, shows, uh, shows coming up and, uh, also, uh, some, some stuff that I, I recently did, uh, recently, uh, performed at. I was, last week and I was at Dangerfields, had a great time at Dangerfields. Um, it's so cool because they haven't changed the decor since 1969. So it's like you stepped in a time machine and you could feel like Rodney Dangerfield's like presence in a place like that, uh, on 61st and 1st had a great time doing that. Oh, and Friday shout out to everybody who I had to win over (laughs) at Mercy College, um, with Sal Vacano. So you guys know, um, I'm close with, uh, Sal Vacano, um, if you don't know the name, you know the show. Sal is uh, one of the four Impractical Jokers on True TV, uh, which basically True TV it might as well just be the Impractical Jokers channel because that's what True TV has become. But Sal Vacano is one of the main guys, and he's super funny, and he does stand up. And long story short, we met a little a couple years ago at the stand, just slowly hung out and blah blah blah, and now we became friends. So Sal hits me up, and he goes, uh, he goes, hey dude. I'm doing Mercy College, which is in Westchester. I know you're in Westchester. I asked so-and-so. They can't do it. Do you want to just jump on the show? So I'm looking at my schedule, and I'm like, I think I could do that, actually, and it's not far from my house, and I could be home early on a weekend night because I'm not traveling or flying anywhere. could work on some material, work with a buddy. Absolutely, Sal. Let's do it. Let's do Mercy College. So we... um, I get there, I meet him there, it's like a 7 o'clock show or whatever, 
and uh, it's like, yeah, you know, do, you know, I'll do like, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes up front and then bring Sal out. Then I just leave and go home. So it was so funny. They hook up this room to be a, it's, it was like, it wasn't like, I wouldn't say it was like a full auditorium. It was like a, like a 300 or 400 seat little auditorium, but really small. Like it didn't look like 300. It looked like 150, but they just moved everybody up. It's a very little stage. It was kind of a cool little private, like performing arts room. I think there was like standing room only like 330 people standing room only packed out. Right. And so, um, they were going to have a guy announce the show. So the curtain opens up and a guy walks out, announces the show, you know, says no photography. You can't tape this. You can't tape that. And then announces me and I go up and I do my thing. And then I announce Sal and I bring Sal up and I, and I, and I go home. So I'm like, this would be great gig. Uh, which it was amazing. However, the funniest part was these students were so into Impractical Jokers and into seeing Sal that when the curtain opened and this guy Dexter walks up to the mic to announce the show, as soon as they see this guy, they just go like, oh, boo, come on, where's Sal? And this poor guy's like, guys, listen, listen, this is a show. There's going to be, you know, other people up here. Blah, 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 we'll bring him out and everything like that. So then he announces me very nice. He brings me up with my credits and he said a couple things to make the crowd know that like, you know, it wasn't somebody new doing comedy. And I go out there and they're super nice when I get out there. And I just go, hold on. I go, you guys realize that you just booed the fucking guy announcing the show. And that was like an icebreaker. And we, I just had a great time. And I got to say, the, the the students over there were really cool. And I said something that I, I wanted to say to a to a college. Because I said some edgy things. I said some things that were, you know, pushing the limit a little bit. Wanted to feel it out. And, and I was having a great time. And I said to the crowd, I said, I want to let you guys know something. I said, you know that a lot of comedians don't want to do colleges now. And some of them looked at me confused. And some of them were nodding their heads. And this was a serious moment I had with them. I said... Yeah, I said Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock and a lot of comedians don't want to perform at colleges anymore. I said, because you guys are too sensitive now. And you guys hear things and you go and complain and this and that, not realizing that it's comedy. And I said, but what's cool is you guys are really, you guys here are cool and getting it. And I noticed that me saying that to them, I don't know what it was because it's not like me to make a statement like that. I'm never one of those guys, you know, that loves when people talk at award shows. But I kind of do understand something. And I do understand that when you're in front of a lot of people that are that, they are that demographic. They're the college students in America right now, ages, whatever, 18 to 22 years old. Okay. Um, Student athletes, all these millennials that are coming up that are getting offended um, are doing all these different things, protesting this and protesting that and being a little sensitive. It's just something sparked in me. Like there was some spark that I had going, oh, you know what? I'm having a regular comedy show here. I'm not tailoring my act to these students. I'm not doing anything. I'm being real. And I'm seeing how some people, there was a couple of times I said something where I said, gay guys get away with murder. And like half the room was like, oh, and the other half laughed. And then when I did the joke, they all laughed and got it. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about as far as like being able to understand that if somebody makes a comment like that, a blanket comment, like gay guys get away with murder, you can't just take it for what that is and not listen to the rest of what I said 
these students did. Uh, so if any of them are listening, I had a lot of, you know, there were people tweeting about the show. People had an amazing time at the show, um, you know, and, and it was really cool. It was amazing. It was actually amazing. We had such a great time and to see the response afterwards, but I thought it was definitely something I needed to tell them. And hopefully that that's, you know, hopefully little by little, like comedians need to say, look, man, I want to come to colleges. I want to keep, I'd love to keep coming to colleges, but I can't go to a college if I say something off color, if I say something a little edgy, or if I say something that's not like the socially okay for everybody, uh, you know, get complained on and all this and that. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is like, let people know, you know, let people know, or like, you shouldn't have to, but I guess sometimes you do. And, and it seems like now time is to do that. But anyway, I had a great time. Sal had a great time. Shout out to everybody. Um, at Mercy, at Mercy College, but uh, I wanted to talk about something here, um, and it's, it's kind of, you know, there's a lot of, with all of the sexual harassment stuff going, and, you know, people afraid to hug their aunts these days, uh, because, you know, who knows what's going to be said, and everything like that, and, you know, a lot of these claims are, are true, and I, I was thinking today, I was like, you know what, it's really good that this happened, that, you know, predator guys like like Harvey Weinstein and of course before that Bill Cosby and all these guys after abusing their power and using their power for so many years um, to take advantage of women and, and sexually and do all that stuff for so many years just because they know it's it's a despicable thing it's a power thing it, it, it fucking ruins um, women and it's it's just a gross disgusting thing so I think there really is something good going on here as somebody that um you know has a daughter and and knows that my daughter is going to go out there into the world one day and lord knows you know uh you know who or what is going to you know approach her for whatever reason it's a scary thing but I saw something this weekend that really made me realize and and put into perspective um, what females go through. Now, you guys know that I'm the first to say, you know, I'm always a skeptic with certain things, and I always think that sometimes people have ulterior motives, but not in, not in a circumstance like this. When it comes to politics, I think people are full of shit. The hypocrisy of that is why I'm an independent. You guys know that. The hypocrisy of all of this stuff is ridiculous. Uh, we see it all the time. However, um... It is good that Democrat and Republicans alike are getting called out on this shit. I think that that's actually a step in the right direction. And of course, you're going to have the fucking left lefties going, no, it's different with our guy and the righties going, no, it's not different, you know, all that stuff. Um, you know, but I, I do like to see that, that, that everybody is uh, susceptible to being a scumbag and being called out on it, which is nice because there's no politics in that. There's no one-sided. That, that That's all gray. You're either a good person or you're not, regardless of your political affiliation. But I leave Dangerfields on uh, for Saturday night. And uh, I don't know. I didn't want to go home because I was just up from a show. I had a good time. And I was like, is there a buddy of mine in the city that I could smoke a cigar with and just talk to? You know, you know, and nothing was going on. I was like the uh, the uh, championship game between Clemson and the University of Miami was on. And although I'm not that big into college football, I was still like, ah, oh, you know, we'll see what happens. Sit down, smoke a stick, and watch that. Then I'm like, ah, you know what? Calm down with the sticks because I've calmed down with the cigars. So there's a bar across the street from Dangerfields that has a TV outside, right on the street. So I said, you know what, Paul, you're gonna go home. 
You're going to go, you're going to check the score, and then you're going to get in your car, and you're going to go home, get home at a decent time, and go to sleep. You don't need to smoke a cigar, blah, blah, blah. So I leave there. I avoided a comedian that I didn't want to see. I go across the street. I see that Clemson is beating the hell out of um, Miami. I'm just sitting there on the on the uh, sidewalk. And these two girls come out, right? Two girls come out dressed, you know, not like overly for New York City, but like dressed up, like dressed up to go on a night in a town to go to a bar or a lounge in the city. And I noticed them sitting there. And the reason I noticed them is because one was a little more tipsy than the other. And I was just trying to figure out like if she was going to help her walk across the street or whatever. But not, neither of them were falling down. Neither of them were, but even the one that was drunk, they were just like a little like, you know. So I'm just observing these two because they were waiting at the sidewalk and I'm like, is this one going to help this one or whatever? Um, and one was like overly loud on the phone. So I'm looking at the game and then I'm looking and I'm going, all right, which one is the, what, like, is this responsible one going to help? And then like, I watched them. I think the reason why is I saw the missile light and I started smiling because they were waiting on the corner to cross and I see everybody cross and they didn't cross and they're looking around, which made me realize, and that's the other reason I noticed, tourists, so I'm going, they don't know how to cross the street in New York or whatever. And, uh, or they're just drunk. So as I'm noticing them, I'm also noticing a pack of guys coming together across the street and some are clearly hammered and some aren't. And they're just walking around and these two girls start crossing the street as these guys are coming. And now I'm like, I think that's one thing I wanted to see. Like, how is this going to play out? I wanted to see. I had a feeling. And my feeling happened to be right. As the two women were crossing the street and this pack of guys were coming, I noticed that one guy was just like, hey, ladies, like right in front of him. And then one guy got in front of the one girl, who I think was a little more drunk, and acted like he was getting out of her way, but like stood in her way. And they did that whole dance where it's like, I'm going to go left. Oh, you're going left. I'm going to go right. You're going. And like doing that. And the girls just didn't want to deal with it, nor should they had to. And I was just like, so it was basically like a cat calling, yet also a drunk guy being an asshole. And you know what? I swear to God, it was the first time in my life, guys, where I was like, you know something? That's bullshit, man. Like that girl didn't need to deal with that. Like, and, and not that, not that I'd never thought of these things before, but like I actually watched it happen. It was the first time I actually watched and I'm in the city all the time. It was the first time I actually watched kind of a cat call. Then I watched a guy get in front of, of a woman. And the last time I could remember that, it was something that bothered me, was um, when I was a little boy, uh, my, my mom and me were walking in the city. I think I mentioned this on the show. And we were going to my aunt's. We were going to my aunt's building because my aunt worked in New York City. And um, my mom, not to be weird, but my mom was, you know, very attractive, um, you know, when she was, when she was younger, like she was one of those, like, you know, people would yell out to my mom, but I never thought that it would happen when I was there with her. And it did. We were walking and I was, must've been seven or eight or nine tops. And, um, this black dude started catcalling my mom and my mom's ignoring him. And then he like followed us and was walking with us. And I felt really scared and I felt really like, looking to my mom for protection, but yet my mom was the one who was scared too. And it was a really fucked up thing. And I remember getting into my aunt's building 
And I had to, I kept addressing like what was happening to my mom. And then my mom had to finally tell my aunt why I was so freaked out. So I'm not into the cat calling thing and I'm not into that shit. And I saw it happen to these girls and I was like, you know something, man, like dudes don't know what it's like. And it's not always any, it's not people just complaining. Women deal with that shit, you know? And, and, uh, it, I didn't like it. I didn't, I was, just, I wanted to be like, you fucking is. And then like, they're just drunk going like past and two guys are like fighting in front of the bar to get in. And I just can't wait to cross the street and leave. And then one guy comes up to me and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm a virgin. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's so unfunny. And then you hear one guy go, yeah, nothing like a bunch of drunk mass holes in New York, which means that all these dudes from Boston or Massachusetts just came to the city for a night out and they're hammered and they don't know how to handle it. And it was unacceptable. So that's my unacceptable. Making these girls who are trying to cross the street clearly don't know what the fuck they're doing, feel uncomfortable and catcalling them and doing that. Now listen, I'm not trying to paint these guys to be bad guys as far as, I don't want to come across as that. These guys aren't predators. These guys aren't, you know, nothing like that. No, no sexual harassment, nothing like that. But just in an obnoxious way to make them do that was just, it was, it was shitty. Because it was like you're drunk. Let the girl go by you and stop trying to act like you're playing some game with her. And like, even the way the guy's like, hey, lady, it was just fucking annoying. It was like, have to be a gentleman. And I know I'm one to talk because when I was in high school and college, I was probably a piece of shit like that, especially drinking, you know, try to hook up with girls and stuff like that. But these guys were like older and it, and it just seemed, it just annoyed me. It really did. And I wanted to make it a point to be like, you know what? That was unacceptable. These drunk assholes loud in the city, not knowing how to act like that, fighting outside of a bar, even play fighting with themselves. Unacceptable. Act like you've been there before. And uh, the way they, you know, did that to that girl, I didn't like it. So that's my unacceptable. And seeing it happen lets me, like, really freak me out about my daughter. Because, guys, this is the thing about me and my daughter. I'm not even kidding. Like, I am, I am, you guys know, I'm a nice laid back guy. I will fucking kill you. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, when it comes to my daughter, I will fucking kill you. Like, if I, even the thought right now of my daughter crossing the street and some guy going in front of her and being like, oh, where are you going? Would make me want to be like, where's she going? Kick out his knee till he's screaming, crying because his leg breaks out to the left. Then he hops on a knee then turning his fucking arm behind his back and then taking the back of his head and smacking it against the pavement as cars have to stop and honk because he's laying there in the middle of the street as I'm hoping they run over his almost lifeless body. That's that's where I'm at if you do that to my daughter. And I know that it's going to happen, which means I hope she lives in New York so I can go travel there and rectify the situation. Um, You know, because that's like, I yeah, that's something that I can't deal with. Um, And I was like, man, that, that is the one, listen, having a little girl is amazing. Uh, Mark Wahlberg said in an interview with Will Farrell, he goes, yeah, if you have all boys, you don't really, you're not even parenting until you, you're not a real full parent until you had both. And I mean, obviously I don't agree with that, but I know what he's saying in a way where a little girl or having a girl and a boy, you just see the difference and it helps you understand life even more and, and, and people and, uh, you know, a little girl is a whole, like, at least if you have all boys. You don't have to deal with that shit, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, but that was my unacceptable for sure. It kind of really bothered me and pissed me off because, you know, some you know you don't you don't need to be walking in New York City and have some drunk asshole do that. Let's see what you guys have to say. Um, here we go. This is from Jack, and Jack says, Prince fucking Harry. Uh, hey, Verzi, just quickly letting you know, 
like 95% of us in the UK could give a shit about the royal family and their love lives. The only reason they're really still there is for tourism money and maintaining a weird, ultra-conservative national identity that, again, most of us hate. Keep on trashing them. 57 million Brits are with you on this. Uh, hope your daughter, daughter is doing well and all the best uh, to you and the family um, from Birmingham, UK. Uh, well, thank you so much. Um, hope my daughter's doing well. I don't know what that's. Hope my daughter's doing well. Um, was she? Oh, was she sick? Did she have something? I don't know. Well, thank you. I know that that's coming from a good place. So, uh, here we go. This one's from David. Common sense unacceptable. What's up, Paul? My girlfriend and I went to Five Guys to get some dinner tonight. The restaurant was pretty empty, only a few people and a lot of empty tables. We sat at the table in the middle of the restaurant away from the other people. A family uh, with two kids and a baby uh, ordered after us, and out of the whole entire restaurant, they picked the table that was right behind me to sit at. Uh, That shit is so obnoxious. Uh, especially when you have little kids with you who can't sit still and want to walk around. I don't want to hear your damn conversation if your kid washed his hands or what your son did at karate class. After about two minutes, we got up and moved tables while glaring at the mom the whole time. Some people, man, keep up the good work. We'll do our best to get you out to KC. Uh, yeah, I. that's a number one pep, one of my number one pet peeves is an empty place and people coming close to you. And you know what? The older I get, the more I want to be away from people. Uh, thank you for the submission. Here we go. This is from Jim. Uh, competition unacceptable. Here we go. This is from Jim. I don't recognize uh, I don't recognize the name, so this might be a first time. Maybe. Here we go. Uh, hi, Paul. This unacceptable might be on me, but I'll let you decide. My friends and I always get together and have a friendly competition uh, and rotate houses to switch up home field advantage. We haven't come up with the name for it yet, but it's pretty common with us friends. Basically, everyone strips down naked and takes turns standing over an egg. What the fuck? Then the dude squats down and attempts to pick up the egg with his clinched or spread ass cheeks. My personal perfect form is <laughs> uh, my personal perfect form is when you squat right down, ass cheeks opened, and arms and fingertips pointed straight <laughs> pointed straight out. If the egg is broken during the liftoff, there is a loser bracket that people could fall into. This is when <laughs> you army crawl uh, over the mess and attempt to mop it up with your pubes. What the fuck is wrong with you and your friends, Jim? Whoever mops up the most egg with their junk beard goes on to win the loser bracket. If you become <laughs> hard at all... <laughs> Oh, shit. I wasn't ready for this unacceptable. If you become hard at all during competition, points points are deducted. 
Uh, there was a time when one of our friends came away with negative points. Uh, my unacceptable. Oh, now you're unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. So none of that. Okay, grown men hopping around from house to house, squatting with their ass cheeks open, picking up eggs with their assholes, and then either breaking it or making it. And then if you break it, mopping it up with your pubes. None of that was the unacceptable. Your unacceptable is wondering if I'm too old to have friendly competition with my friends. I'm all but a pro, so I'd hate to give up my skill because of it. Maybe I'll try golf or something. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Jim, not in parentheses, not gay. Uh, P.S. I used a fake name and email. But, uh, okay. Okay. All right, I got you. I got to take again. I haven't seen. All right, so, so Jim, if if that's your real, oh, that that's your name for this one. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know how old you are. You didn't state that. However, if you're a college student, okay, if you're a college student in a fraternity, it borders on okay. If you are above the age of 25 and you're doing it, it's still, it still also falls under unacceptable even if you are in college. So I, I want to make that be known. You may get some, okay, it's acceptable as a bunch of frat guys who like, you know, made this game hilarious and they know how to do it, whatever, fine. It, it, you could get a pass. Absolutely no pass. If you guys are over 25 years old, you're getting naked in front of each other. You're getting hard while you're, you know, crawling army style for, you know, with eggs either broken under your balls or cracked in your ass. I don't know. The whole thing, um, yeah, I would say it's definitely unacceptable to have a friendly, I mean, play beanbag toss, all right? Horseshoes, you know, cards, get a poker night, all right? Get a poker night, and if, like, the loser of the poker night's got to, like, I don't know, I don't even know, but... You know, yeah, it's a little much. Um, thank you for the submission. It was absolutely hilarious. I don't think I've ever gotten a submission like that before. Um, and I love how you started off. My friends and I get together. We have a friendly competition. We rotate houses. I'm thinking, all right, these guys play like Xbox. These guys are going to do like the new Nintendo Switch. I don't know what it's going to be. The last thing I thought about was reading about somebody mopping up egg with their junk beard. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, here we go. Uh, this is... Is this an unacceptable here? Um, let's see, let's see. This is from Shannon. Shannon says, hey, Verzi, in regards to your mac and cheese, it's not your fault. I am a cook by trade. The main reason I wanted to go to school and learn to cook professionally was so I could make a kick-ass mac and cheese. No joke. It's true, to the point where I am known for that shit. It's my jam. It's not easy to master. I am obsessed. I take it very seriously. It's kind of an issue as <laughs> lactose intolerant, but I can't uh, quit the cheese. A, a few quick points if you want a recipe. I don't even know if I should be reading this. Um, okay, well, you know, I am going to read it. I'm going to read it because you wrote it and I... I appreciate it, so um, I hope you're not mad at me for me reading this, but I'm going to read it. Uh, if you want a recipe, I will write one out for you. Just let me know. 
Uh, it's kind of like your burger recipe. I'm just not giving that shit out to everybody. Totally great. Okay. Uh, tips. Okay, so you're giving me... So I don't even know if I should read this. Um, I also... All right, so I'm not going to read this part. Um, I'm not going to read this part. Uh, but I will read your unacceptable and you say, P.S. Because I don't want to read the the, uh, the recipe. Because, yeah, exactly. Like my burger recipe. You got you to know. I've only given that to certain people who've come up to me after shows. Uh, the unacceptable is that I am going to be five minutes late to pick up my son from school because I was so worried about your mac and cheese game that I had to write this. Lock me in a cage <laughs> of your three and a half pound uh, cheese love until next Thanksgiving. Well, thank you, Shannon. Yeah, I fucking, I, we had a tray. We had a tray of three pounds uh, up until like last week. Like I just had a trays, like so much. It was literally, I'm not even joking. I made three and a half pounds of macaroni and cheese and two people had scoops of it and it just sat in there like a brick and I was disgusted. Oh God, it's making me want a good mac and cheese right now. Uh, but thank you. And I'm going to try it. I'm going to try this your way. Uh, here we go here. Oh, this is from Matthew. Oh man. I think these are new people. All right. Matthew said, tell your friends, guys, tell your friends to keep writing in. Um, but that egg, that egg one, man, that was, that was a doozy. That was one to put a star next to. Uh, here we go. Guy hitting a guy in the face with a dildo. From Matthew Paul, I have an unacceptable from a long time ago. I was uh, talking to my best friend from high school about an altercation he had with a girl in our class. He ended up punching the girl in the face, which is wrong in any scenario. Jesus, I understand. However, he shared some details with me about this fight that made me think, uh, hide about it. He was still wrong, but I emphasize. My friend was on a bus. Here, I'll make the words bigger here. Okay. My friend was on a bus one afternoon, and it was hot, so he pulled down the window. <laughs> Come on. Okay. He uh, he pulled down. Why can't I? That's, all right, that's the best I could get it. He pulled down the window above his seat on the bus. The chick behind him said she was cold and told him to close the window. He said, hell no in the kindest tone he could, but she proceeded to reach her meaty arms over to him and close the window herself. When she sat down, my friend calmly opened the window again, telling her to move to another seat if she didn't, you said Sepp, a seat, if she didn't like it. She reached over and closed the window again, and he simply opened it again. This is where it got ugly. Now bear in mind, this chick had a troubled home life. At this point, she just snaps and started trashing him, calling him every name in the book. A guy has to take that. But then she starts hitting him. Uh, what do you do here? Now my friend was a stocky guy. He played offensive lineman in high school. Still, this bitch had uh, hit him. Well, it had had him by four inches and 50 pounds. He was taking hits admirably, knowing he could do nothing about it. However, she swung her purse at his face and he blocked it, spilling its contents in the aisle. Okay, so now it gets a little uh, of the bus. The bitch freaked the fuck out. She went nuts collecting her items and he soon discovered why. 
She sat back in her seat, and in her hand was a pink dildo shaped like a dolphin, held in her hand like a uh, bully club. She swung it straight at his head with all... With the grace of a, with all the grace a fat chick could muster, uh, he dodged the dildo just enough uh, for the nose of the uh, of the dolphin to graze his cheek. My friend told me, "Dude, these are weird today. You got a fucking pink dildo like a like a dolphin and people picking up eggs with their ass." All right, he told me at this point everything went black. Uh, he felt himself pull his arm back and prepare the strongest punch he could throw. When the lights came back on, his fist was a few inches from her face, and he realized in horror what he was about to do. He tried to pull back his punch, but it was too late. He nailed her in the face, and she rolled over the seat like a walrus diving for pang- uh, for penguins. <laughs> I don't know why you got to do an animal analogy. You could, I, like, I got that he hit her. And now you got me thinking of a walrus and I'm trying not, I would not, not want to laugh at this. And now I literally visioned a walrus rolling over to, to the penguins. Now I don't, all right. Uh, she got up. This is horrible that he hit her though. She got up with snot hanging from her nose, screaming, son of a bitch, I'm going to kill you. My friend told me he genuinely panicked thinking, oh shit, she's going to kill me. But guess what she did, Paul? Uh, Take a wild guess. She starts crying. And of course, that ended the whole affair, and he was left looking like a monster. He was suspended from school for a few days, which he wore like a badge of honor. He knew he was wrong for doing it, but still, I can't say I know that I wouldn't have done that situation. Hitting a woman, unacceptable. Hitting men with dildos, unacceptable. Thanks for the podcast, Paul. Can't wait to see your special. Uh, Thank you. Oh, that's a tough one. Look, I can say this. I was I was smacked in the face one time by a woman hard. I was completely in the right. I did nothing wrong. And I mean, I was smacked in the face hard. Like fucking Halle Berry smacking Eddie Murphy and Boomerang. Hard. Like she came back with the right and she smacked me in the face right. And uh, she smacked me hard, man. And I just looked at her, and as soon as she did it, she ran to me saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry, and tried hugging me, tried tried consoling me, and I just sat there, and I looked at her, and I put my hands up, and I walked away, I walked out the door, and then of course she followed me and got in her car and was begging me to come back, and I didn't do anything about it, um, it was just like, alright, you know, that's, I'm, I mean, I'm, I can't be getting hit, so I gotta leave the situation, um, Now, your friend got hit four times and then got smacked in the face with a bag and then a dildo hit in his face. Um, I mean, look, if he blacked out and really didn't mean it and was defending himself, like, I I can totally see that happening, but it's still just not right. You just can't do it, man. You just can't hit. You're just stronger than a female, you know? Um, I'm not saying that other people wouldn't have done that. And, and I don't know, to be honest, I don't know how I would react. I'll tell you what, and I, I've said this before, um, one way and maybe the only way that I would hit a woman like hard in the face, like to knock her out is if she was coming at me with a, with a knife t- to literally kill me. Like if she started coming at me and stabbing my legs and stomach, and I knew that I was going to be dead of like stab wounds, 
unless I did it, then I would not, then I would just, you know, you gotta, then you'd have to, you'd have to, at anybody, any sex, male, female, coming at you to kill you, you gotta do it by all means necessary, but, uh, you just can't hit a female, man, you just can't, you're stronger, it's a, it's a fucked up thing, so, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, but, uh, thank you for the submission, um, yeah, the, the pink dildo thing, I, I don't know where that came from, just, uh, who knows, <laughs> fucking, uh, all right, this is for, this is Sticks from Robert, hey man, my neighbor is going home for the holidays to Cuba, he leaves next week, uh, oh, okay, this is a cigar thing, I'll get back to you on that, Bobby, thank you, here we go, unacceptable, uh, uh, Jeff says, Verzi's wife thinks he's too laid back. TVE is built on a foundation of Paul's uh, aggravation. Keep up the comedy. Best wishes, Jeff. Yeah, but, you know, I'm a little happier this this week. A lot of people reached out to me last week and said, wow, I was really angry last week. Um, you know, yeah, I was. I was pissed off last week. I went to the doctor, too. I went back to the doctor, and I saw that woman. And I don't know what, but they were really nice. They were really overly nice to me. So maybe they realized what they did. I was going to say something. I was like, yeah, man, which one of you guys is in Nancy? Yeah, and then just say something like, wow, you got you got to really calm down how you talk to me. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do that. My little girl is here. I don't need to do that shit at all. Um, all right, so there you go with that. Let's see. Only two more, guys, and then we're done. Here's a regular, I believe. Uh, from Levi. Yes, this is a regular uh, submitter. Hey, Paul, mine except for the week is these screaming kids in the mall. I'm sure if you're uh, if you've listed to um, I guess you're saying listened, but list listen to one of uh, Bill's recent podcasts. You heard him ranting about how he got in a small fight uh, with his wife because he got so pissed at some lady and her screaming kid at the mall. No, I did not hear that. I had a similar experience this past weekend. I was in the mall doing some early Christmas shopping and was getting over a hangover. This lady in the food court was trying to console a kid that was having a temper tantrum. When the kid, when the kid's angry screams uh, started increasing in volume, I was like, hell nah, and quit, quickly went in the other direction. The kid's angry screams keep following me. And I couldn't seem to get away from this stupid bitch and her hell spawn. Uh, I seemed, it seemed like no matter which hallway I went down, the lady chose that direction as well. I'm going to close. Uh, I was getting close to the point of turning around and approaching the lady to say, what the fuck, lady? Put a, <laughs> put a boob in its mouth, a pacifier or duct tape. But I thought better of it because it would have made me look like a huge asshole. This bitch was just going to let this kid scream its head off while she shopped. Totally unacceptable parent skills uh, on this woman's part. Lock her in a cage with a skull (laughs) splitting migraine and a thousand screaming babies surrounding her for all of the Christmas season. Thanks, Paul. Love the podcast and your comedy that you like. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, you know what, when my, when my kids get like that in public, which is very rare, I go, we're leaving right now. If, if, if you cry in the next five seconds, we're leaving right now. And that usually works, but my kids don't really do that or act like that. Thank God. So, all right, last one. I know these are a little long, but we didn't do them last week. So I had to get back. Um, here we go. Uh, this is, 
Uh, okay, somebody says don't don't say the name, so I won't say the name. Paul, in regards to the Broadway show and this uh, stupid woman laughing, I couldn't agree more. In the early 90s, I lived in London. I lived in London. My boss at the time was this uh, a cocky gangster type of guy, driving the big car, smoking the big cigar with the gorgeous young mistress, the whole thing. Anyway, one Christmas he decided for uh, our work Christmas party, we would all go to see a show uh, in the West End, London's version of Broadway. Uh, not my cup of tea, but he was paying, so I went anyway. He took uh, all of us to see My Fair Lady. Jesus Christ, well, five minutes in listening to crappy slapstick jokes and, <laughs> and sugary songs. Oh, shit. All right, hold on. I had to phone call was coming in. Let me, let me get to this last part here. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, all right, here we go. Yes, slapstick jokes and sugary songs. I wanted uh, to leave, so I snuck <laughs> a look at him, expecting to see him looking pissed off as well. He wasn't. He had a stupid big grin on his face, was singing and clapping and laughing, uh, and <laughs> was so into it. It looked ridiculous, like Tony Soprano singing along with uh, Julie Andrews. Um, I just don't get it. If you gave me free Broadway tickets, I would give them away. I totally agree with you. Not funny, not fun. Maybe a serious play is better, but musicals, unacceptable. Thanks for the laughs. Yeah, listen, I know some people like it and seeing people get all crazy into it and dancing and stuff. It's just not for me. You know, it's like, oh, it's like The Lion King. No, The Lion King was a movie. That was a cartoon. That's what it was. It was a cartoon. And now you got grown adults with fucking, you know, giraffe heads on the top of their head. It's like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not It's not for me. It's not for me. I'll watch like a murder mystery type of, you know, I'll watch like a murder mystery type of play or I'll watch something like that. But I don't need, I don't need the whole other thing. So thank you guys for your submissions. I appreciate it. If you have any submissions... Uh, send them to unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. That is unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for um, listening. Um, all right, guys. Oh, let's get into the uh, sponsors. Let's do a little sponsor sponsor. Uh, here we go. The Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by, of course, Chassis, Chassis for Men, ultra fine body powder for your. Uh, man parts. That's right. Man care for down there. They are, it is the best and it will make an unbelievable, unbelievable stocking stuffer this year. You will have, uh, you will be thanking me. The, uh, the people who will use this, the people who will use this product after the holidays will be thanking me for years to come. Okay. What is chassis? You ask, what does it do? Well, I will tell you. Chassis for Men is a body powder that has a, um, well, this is the funniest thing about it. More and more. I got another, I mean, people are just like, can I get the info? People are talking about it like it's the hottest new thing, which it is. It's a hydro shield technology powder. Okay. It gives you all day protection, protects you against sweat, chafing, odor, uh, for your man parts. And it also contains no talc, aluminum, parabens, or menthol guys. It's an amazing product. You can buy this unbelievable powder, which goes a long way. Okay. I've been using the same bottle for like three months. Uh, you can get it at chassisformen.com or you could get it on Amazon. That's C H A S S I S. It will make an unbelievable gift for the holidays. 
So check that out. That is chassis. Also, guys, go to oh, they have a uh, a shower primer. They got a, a lotion. It's the best. It's the best product. It's the best product out there. Okay, and you can um you can get it at those uh, places I told you chassis for, uh, chassisformen.com and Amazon. Uh, also, guys, City Living Dog. Go to citylivingdog.com. Um, go to City Living Dog Facebook uh, live videos. Go to City Living Dog YouTube. Coach Mike, City Living Dog. Um, he's coming here for the. Uh, he's going to be coming here for something with Lloyd. We still have Lloydie an issue uh, with the pulling on the pulling on the damn leash. That's the the. So I got him the collar and and we we kind of rectified it. But we're just going to have Coach Mike come and Lloydie, our our boy. Turned uh, two yesterday, and he's a better dog than he's ever been. Uh, he's a great dog now, and uh, everything is working out. So with patience and all that, which we did learn from Coach Mike and City Living Dog, check that out. And, of course, guys, All Things Comedy. Go to All Things Comedy for your uh, favorite and best podcasts, comedy podcasts, albums, all that stuff. Um, you could follow them at Twitter at All Things Comedy and get them on allthingscomedy.com. Okay. Sports guys, the New York Giants did some cleaning up, didn't they? Oh, they cleaned. That was some PR cleaning if I ever seen it. That was like a meeting of and shout out to the John Mara, Mara and the, and the the New York Giants for going, "What can we do to fix this?" Well, here's what they had to do. They had to fire the coach and they had to fire the GM and that's exactly what they did. There was going to be protests at the Giants game. There was going to literally be protests. They hired a plane to write over the stadium about Bench and Eli. Billboards were purchased all over, um, all over Jersey and everything with Eli's our quarterback. Believe with uh, the E L I highlighted. They were going to go in. Old ex players were going to stand on the sideline with Eli jerseys. It was going to be a PR disaster. They forced the Giants' hand. Ownership fired the coach like I said they needed. Remember I said I want to see McAdoo and Reese in the parking lot holding their cardboard fucking boxes for the debacle that they created? Well, that happened. Uh, The new interim coach, Steve Spagnuolo, who's the defensive coordinator, has said his gut feeling is that Eli should be the starter this week against the Cowboys. Eli got his job back. So the only thing that happened was that unbelievable streak of 210 straight games. Think about how nuts that is. 210 straight games. There's 17 weeks in an NFL season. Okay, 17 weeks with a bye. All right? And since 2004 this man has not missed it and that streak ended because of that because of the, because of the debacle that was so fine the streak is gone now he got his job back and he can go and we could concentrate on uh you know finishing the end of the season and and moving on to next year but I'm glad that that happened uh for sure uh what else movies guys I don't know I didn't see anything I'm looking forward to the new Star Wars I uh, heard the new kids movies that's out right now is good. There's another kids movie with the bull, Ferdinand, that's coming out. So I'll be able to take my kids to that. I want to see Star Wars. Um, I definitely want to see Star Wars. I think uh, the only thing is I don't like that fucking squirrel that I saw in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon or whatever it is. I'm telling you, that thing that looks like half an owl, half a bird, half what, it just, 
I mean, the Star Wars always has to have that 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 character, that little thing, so they could sell another figure or sell another stuffed animal. It's like, what are you doing? You got a rodent now? I mean, you got Chewbacca now. You got a rodent. You know, it's like they always. It's always something. It's always something. You know. Um, What's going on in the world, man? Those fires in California are crazy, man. That looked like a movie. That looked like a like a like a end of the world like movie with like hell. Like it looked really bad, you know. Um, so let's see here. What else is going on? What else? What else? Um, yeah, at least it's not like a fe- like it's amazing that people are just going on with their lives and it looks like the end of the world. Like, people are just living their lives out there. Like, yeah, that's out there in the hills. It's getting pretty bad. But anyway, and it's like, that doesn't look bad. It looks like a volcano erupted and people are losing everything. It's just, like, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, let's see. What else? Um, I, I, uh, <laughs> as I'm going through this shit, looking uh, I just listened to people's comments and people got mad so we'll talk sneakers guys I'm gonna talk sneakers for a little bit here's what I said were the greatest sneakers and I got some uh, I got some I got a lot of agrees and I got some pushbacks but I said um, the Chuck Taylors the original Chuck Taylor converse um, I'm not saying this to be a jerk it's just it, it's more of a I feel like it's more of a woman's shoe you know, like if you see a woman in sweatpants and some Chuck Taylors, it's like, yeah, like, you know, it's a casual thing, whatever. Um, and I'm not saying that to be a jerk. I just, and I think it looks good on women. And I think that it's one of the most uncomfortable things ever. So it's like, I don't know. It's just like, it's like they just sewed material to cardboard. It looks awful. Um, and it looks uncomfortable, whatever. I get it that they're classics and they started a long time ago. I don't want to, I like, this is what I put in my top five brands slash sneakers. This is what I put as far as like just classics that you really can't go wrong with. And I know I missed a couple, but just understand the couple that I missed. All right. You lunatics who were going to freak out. I would probably be in the top 10. And it's also what I said, which some people were like, whoa, whoa. I said, here are my top greatest, not in order. My top. You have your top. Okay? I said, in no particular order, I said the Adidas Rod Lavers. Now, I know some people, whoa, 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 whoa. What about the Stan Smiths? I love the Stan Smiths. The Stan Smiths are classic. To me, I like the Rod Lavers a little better. So I say Adidas Rod Lavers. Then, of course, you go to Jordans. I have Jordans. The types of Jordans I like are the 1s, 3s, sixes and 11s. Now, even though I don't wear the 11s, nor have I ever wore the 11s, I get how they look great and they're a good looking shoe. They look good. I'll give people that one. For me, it's the one, three and fours are the best Jordans, but those are classics to me. Nike Air Max. There's certain Nike Air Max. Nike Air Max are legendary. I like the one, the premium ones and the nineties, I believe. Um, I hope that those are right, but I like those. The original Puma guys, the Puma, the suede, you know, with the white bottoms and just the suede, nice. Uh, those are classics. And then other classics, which I have not wore, but they look classic and they're nice. And I would wear them. If I was to go Converse, I would go with the Larry and the, the Magic Johnson and the Larry Bird. Now, 
Hero ones, people said I missed. I know. Stan Smith's, of course, I missed. Um, also, what else? Um, Air Force Ones. Somebody said the Air Force Ones. Uh, I think the Air Force Ones are classics, but they make my top 10. They do not make my top five. For me, again, for me. All subjective, lunatics. Okay. Um, so there you have it. If you guys have cool sneakers that you think are good classics that I'm missing, let me know. Uh, oh, another thing in sports, the New York Yankees just announced Aaron frickin' Boone, who hit that big home run against the, uh, Red Sox in 2003. Um, I don't know. Guy's got no experience. Everybody's like, oh, do you like it? Do you not like it? You can't like it or not like it. You can't like or not like something you just don't know. He could come out there and go to the World Series and win it, and all of a sudden, oh, it's the greatest decision. This guy's going to be the greatest manager. Or he could suck, and everyone goes out, oh, and he didn't know what he was doing. He had no experience. So you don't know. So anybody acting like they know, you don't know. Yeah, I'll tell you what. This guy's got no experience. It's going to stink. He could be right. Or this guy's going to win everything. It's like, okay. That would be like if the Yankees hired me because they were like, yeah, Verzi's good with people, and he knows baseball, and he was a good analyst, so we're just going to roll the dice and then I happen to be awful, and everyone's like, "How? Of course he was awful. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He does a, he screams into a microphone once a week, you know, saying everything's unacceptable." So we shall see. We shall see. Uh, Donnie Trump is in the news again. Donnie Trump. Now they're they're trying to get him for all kinds of Russia sexual harassment. I mean, this is just a. What's going on, guys? We got fires. We got. We got conspiracies. Well, I mean, we got sexual harassment all over the joint. We got, I mean, things are just getting fucking nuts. We got politicians resigning left and right. We got, I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's, a, you know, that's why it's so nice to be a little kid, isn't it? Being a little kid is the greatest because right now they don't fucking know. You know, now you know when you're a little kid and you're at a party with adults and they're eating crumb cake or coffee cake or fucking loaf cake and they're drinking coffee and you got people going, this is what's going on in the country and this is bad. And the kids are like, why are adults so boring and why do they do it? And they're just playing with their remote control car. I wish I had the remote control car right now. Because as an adult seeing this shit, you're like, I mean, this is like, I mean, things are undeniably in disarray right now. Like you can't. I know that it really is not going to affect a lot of people and I'm not going to sit here and contradict myself and say it doesn't matter. But if you look at it, when you just see forests on fire and everybody resigning and the hatred towards the president with the hatred of a, of a party that I haven't seen hatred like this before and just everybody's, you, you find out that you're fucking Hollywood Greatest Hollywood movies with kids are being molested by fucking Purdue. It's just like, what? What's the world coming to? It's it really is like, what is the world coming to, man? Um, I'm even like me of all people who's just like live your life and love your kids. I like I'm just turning on the news and it's like, I don't know if they're just reporting shit like this to, too much or or if shit's <laughs> shit's really hitting the fan. Uh, what are you gonna do? We all die. If we all die, we all die. Let's all go out together. That's how I look at it. Everybody goes out together. Um. All right, guys. I'm gonna. I got a Patreon to do for you guys too. All right. So you're gonna get something with that. This has been episode 334. Um. I want to thank you all in uh, Phoenix for listening to this. 
in Los Angeles, California, in California, period, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. If you're in Montana and you like the show, I'll take it this far. I want to perform in the Dakotas and fucking Alaska. I'm going to come back to Canada and go to places I have not been to Canada in a while. I want to do that shit too. And I want to go overseas. Yes, I want to perform for all you Brits. I want to perform for all you people out there. I'll go to Russia. I don't give a fuck. I'll go anywhere. Um, except I was just thinking of like Afghanistan or Pakistan and I just thought of Brian Regan. Do you guys see Brian Regan's special? He does a joke about how like <laughs> Israeli or like Palestine's or whatever. Like they're just, it's a war that'll never be like fixed. And he goes, what'll make it better? And he goes, I think they need a good dad. He goes, just send a good dad could solve an argument. He goes, just send a good dad over there. And he goes over there and he's like, ah, oh, that's ours. And he goes, no, that's ours. And he goes, I don't care whose it is, knock it off. <laughs> How do you not love Brian Regan? Um, good special. A lot of good specials coming out. And we're going to find out some stuff with mine. So anyways, guys, um, I got some shows to announce for you guys. So if you're in the uh, New York area of Albany, that's right. If you're in the New York area, Albany, you can uh, check out these shows. Uh, New Year's Eve, guys. New Year's Eve. I will be performing with the very funny Rich Voss, me, um, a gentleman by the name of Brian uh, Bedouin. I hope I said that right. And a host, a local host, Jim Felter, it says here. New Year's Eve, okay? And this will be at the, uh, what is it, Coho's, um, Cohones? I'm so, I hope I don't, whatever, Music Hall. Just check it out. It's called First Night of Comedy Uncensored, and it is in uh, C-O-H-O-E-S, Music Hall, and that's the name of the city. Cohos, I don't know, whatever, city, at 8 o'clock. And there's also another show that will be on, let's see here. So that was New Year's Eve. Oh, both are New Year's Eve, but two shows. Is that right? Or was there another? Hold on. Yes. And yes. Okay, so it's two shows at the Music Hall. First night of, of funny. First night of funny. That's what it is. So go to www.firstnightoffunny.com and you could check out the shows and all that stuff. New Year's Eve. Um, it'll be a great time. I'm there with Rich Voss, a couple other funny comedians. So you guys can check that out. Uh, and I will be in, uh, where else? I'll tell you guys right now where the hell I am. How about that? Cause I got an app with my website on it, which gives me all the information. And, uh, let's see here. Guys, it's a stressful day for me, man. There's a lot of shit going on. I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you, but I think it'll be all be over soon. So that's good. You know? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, fuck. Like, what's going to happen and all kinds of stuff going on. But I should know soon. And you should know as well. Uh, let's see here. I'll be at Stand Up New York on December 9th. December 12th, I'll be at Gotham Comedy Club. I'll also be at uh, Stand Up New York December 11th. The 12th at Gotham. And uh, December 20th, if you're in New York City, I'll be at the Triad Theater performing. And then the shows that I just told you about... Um, the shows that I just told you about for uh, for New Year's Eve. So that's what I have right now. And then, of course, January, February, all those dates will be coming soon. You can check that out at paulverzi.com. Um, so I uh, want to thank everybody for listening to the show. 
I want to thank my sponsors. Get your chassis from uh, chassis uh, powder for your balls for the Christmas. Have those nice balls for Christmas. All right. Um, City Living Dog, of course, and Coach Mike, and all things comedy, guys. Uh, check all those guys out. I to tell you, man. You know, I only work with the best people. Those are the best people out there. And uh, if you have a company, if you have a website, if you have a business that you would like to be enhanced via online sales or presence, you can hit me up directly. I'm not going to have some fucking, um, I'm not going to have somebody, you know, you know, I mean, if it's, listen, hit me up at uh, Unacceptables for TVE. And depending on the size and what we're doing, you'll either talk to me or my manager, but we'll get something going if there is something that you want. I can tell you this. Numbers of the show are improving every year, every month, every quarter, and it's only going to get uh, get bigger uh, here pretty soon. So uh, thank you guys so much. I'm going to have some more Patreon guests coming very, very soon. This has been episode 334. Uh, until the next one, I'm out of here, guys. Take care.